You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. It feels like it's been a little bit since we got to catch up. Uh, with that being said, here we are, the Buffalo Bills, sitting at 10-3, and three, ready to play in a nationally televised game again on Saturday against the Denver Broncos, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NFL Network. And with that being said, you know, I think when you talk about expectations around this team, a few things moving forward, you, you want this to be one of these games, right, as a, as a team, as a fan base, that you don't really look past. And, and we'll kind of get into that in just a little bit. But before we get going too far on the podcast, I wanted to touch base, at least as it relates to the injury front for both teams. Recording this on Tuesday, right? So it's really like a walkthrough practice. Um, it's an estimated injury report for both teams that goes forward with this. And, and I think as you, you take a look at it, um, a few things for us to monitor this week will be interesting to see, but, you know, kind of as we walk through it, I think we'll start with the Bills first. Theirs is a little bit shorter, and just as you go through, I think it'll be helpful for everybody as you take a look at this piece. Um, first up, Josh Allen still listed with that knee and ankle injury, but a full participant on Tuesday. Um, an interesting one that we definitely didn't see coming, at least I didn't, Tremaine Edmonds with a foot injury. He would have been limited in practice, um, again, based on his play from Sunday. You know, something certainly worth monitoring. Um, he has been playing great as of these past few weeks. But when you take a look at things and you talk about the depth at linebacker, obviously Tremaine Edmonds, someone you want to see out there on the field uh, for the Bills on Saturday. Jake Fromm, uh, again, limited non-injury. Uh, that emergency quarterback situation that he has been a part of all season. Um, Jaquan Johnson, still dealing with the ankle injury, would have been a do-not practice. From that standpoint, um, I would be surprised if he would be suited up to play on Saturday based on where things have been trending for him. Um, Taron Johnson, with the concussion, would have been listed as limited. Um, with that saying, and I know it's always touchy when it comes to concussions, um, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, things are trending in the right direction because he would have been a limited participant. But when you talk about the different phases of the concussion protocol, that at least has him trending in the right direction. Of course, made the huge game-changing play at the end of the first half in the victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. Um, and he has been playing well as of late. I know he's had some rough patches throughout the season, um, but these past few weeks, again, as the defense has made the adjustments, as you've seen them come back to health, Taron Johnson doing a great job as well, and you hope that he will be in a position, one that he's okay, but able to play on Saturday. Finally, another limited participant, tight end Lee Smith, with a knee injury, we saw him get banged up. The cameras did catch that during Sunday night's game. Um, will be interesting to see what his status is. 
that additional blocker as, as he has been active these past couple of games. And uh, again, doing a, a decent job helping the Buffalo Bills offensive line on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when you take a look at it, things a little bit more, um, I guess you could say lengthy when it comes for the Denver Broncos at this time. And all this information comes from denverbroncos.com, the official website of the Denver Broncos. Um, A couple of names, and and again, an estimated practice report for the team. Um, Left tackle Garrett Bowles and tight end Noah Fant would not have practiced on Tuesday. Um, Fant left the game early on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Bowles did not play. It was the first game, actually, that Bowles had missed um, of his career in that game against the Panthers um, as he was not feeling well. Um, at least from from Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, it does not appear that either of those are COVID-19 related. Um, and the head coach is optimistic that both players would be able to play against the Bills on Saturday. Now, as you take a look at it, again, something certainly worth monitoring, two important pieces on offense. Um, additional non-participants, cornerbacks Duke Dawson Jr. and Kevin Tolliver II, um, they have both been ruled out for the remainder of the season, both with knee injuries and the 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 injuries in the, the availability at corner for the Denver Broncos continues to be depleted. And I think as we get into the game previews this week, you'll hear plenty of conversation around Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, the passing game, might we see John Brown, um, you know, from that standpoint, what that will really look like. And uh, can the Bills take advantage of a depleted secondary in the defense for the Denver Broncos? Um, in addition to that, running back Melvin Gordon um, would have also been a non-participant with a shoulder injury. Again, something worth worth monitoring. Um, he's certainly part of a, you know, a bit of a rotation, but we've seen Melvin Gordon participating and playing well. Um, over these past few weeks, we know that he is talented. Maybe not that same back that he was a couple of years ago uh, when he was playing with the San Diego Chargers when they were still in San Diego. But we know that Gordon has the ability to do some great things in the running game. And we've seen the Bills struggle at times against the run, albeit they did a great job against the 49ers on set, uh, Monday night football, against the Steelers on Sunday night football. Um, but certainly something worth worth monitoring there. A number of limited participants, just going to read this right off the um, the team website as well. Um, Bradley Chubb with a neck injury, Graham Glasgow with a foot, Shelby Harris with an elbow, Jerry Judy with an ankle, Philip Lindsay with a hip, and safety Trey Marshall with a shin would have all been limited participants. Um, both Glasgow and Marshall noted they did not play against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Some additional guys that had um, some injuries, they would have been full participants. So from that standpoint, not something uh, I think worth monitoring at this time when you talk about DeMar Dotson as well as Malik Reed. Um, but from that standpoint, there's plenty of injuries to, to monitor with the Broncos. Again, for both teams playing on a short week on Saturday night. And what does that really mean for the Bills? And, you know, it does kind of lead into the second part of the podcast is, as I've been thinking about this for some time, you know, I I think you look at this stretch of three games and early on, early season type of conversation, right? When most of us, at least for me, right, as you were going through and you you really take a look at things and you say like, okay, you're predicting win-loss records and, right, San Francisco, great defense, you're traveling across the country, national stage, 
defending NFC champ, that would have probably been a loss for the Bills, and obviously they won that game. Kind of along the same lines, the Steelers, you know, do they come to Buffalo this time, get revenge on Sunday night football? Certainly Ben Roethlisberger is no Duck Hodges, and the Bills come out and really shut things down in the second half and get the victory to improve to 10-3, and three, get another signature win. I say another signature win because I know that's been a topic of conversation, but I'd also have to think those victories over the Seahawks and Rams certainly stand out as well as impressive wins over the Raiders and Dolphins. But anyway, I digress. Those are two games that you really would have looked at and thought to yourself like, man, that might be a situation where those are back-to-back losses. Oh, but the Bills will bounce back and they'll get the victory over the Denver Broncos. And, you know, while it's easy when you make predictions, right now the Bills are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road um, from that standpoint, right? But it was an impressive offensive showing for the Broncos um, for the Broncos against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Um, I'm pulling up Drew Locke's stats here, right? Because you take a look at him, the second-year quarterback, um, certainly a bit raw, certainly shown some flashes at different games. Um, Some folks will make a comparison of, well, you know, you saw the progression that Josh Allen made. Can Drew Locke do the same? Um, But he had his best game as a pro on Sunday, right? 21 completions out of 27 attempts, 78% completion percentage, 280 yards, four touchdowns, um, only sacked once. You know, from that standpoint, you just take a look at things and and you think to yourself like, okay, you know, things were working for Locke against the Carolina Panthers. And I realize the Panthers defense is not the Bills defense, all of these pieces, but, you know, you don't want this to be the opponent that the Bills could overlook. And again, it's the third nationally televised game in a row, three out of four, right? When you think in week 16, Monday night football against the Patriots, it's a short week. You're traveling across the country. You've got a team that you're playing against that has nothing to lose. Drew Locke looking to show that he can be a franchise quarterback, that they don't need to invest any draft picks or capital or do anything in free agency heading into next season and coming off of a great offensive performance for the team. I mean, you look at the weeks before that, relatively pedestrian, right? I mean, in the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, 15 of 28 passes for 151 yards, a decent showing against the Dolphins, right? 18 out of 30 for 60% completion percentage, 270 yards. Before that, under 50% against the Raiders, just over 50% against the Falcons. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's getting his attempts. He's compiling some yardage. But when you take a look at things, um, Locke is a work in progress. And I don't say that as any sort of a knock. But, you know, as things start to click, you come off of a great game. You think to yourself, like, okay, what's it going to be like for this guy moving forward? What's it going to look like for this offense and what they have? Now, again, you go through that injury report. They're certainly banged up in a number of ways. Um, There was even some speculation that, you know, someone like Von Miller might be back for this game. That is not going to be the case. But when you look at this team and, you again, you look at what they did last weekend against the Panthers, you say to yourself, as the Buffalo Bills, as fans of the Buffalo Bills, it's not an opponent that you want to take lightly. And, you know, there's all kinds of cliches. It's not a week-to-week league and all these different things that we talk about. And we all know that. We all talk about that enough. But when you take a look at this piece and you've got a chance to lock up an AFC East championship for the first time since 1995, and you can do it on your terms on Saturday, right? You don't need to wait for any help 
from uh, the, you know, the Patriots to knock off the Dolphins or a loss in future weeks. Like you can control your own destiny on Saturday in that 430 game. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Bills will come ready. They'll come correct and they'll be good to go. Like I said before, I'd like to, you know, keep an eye on some of the injuries that we're monitoring, especially to Ron Johnson and Tremaine Edmonds. But from that standpoint, um, you know, you just look forward to it. You look forward to all of these parts, right? I mean, you talk about it. The Bills are about as healthy as they've been all season here in week 15. You go and you play a Denver team. You're a heavy favorite on the road, right? You don't want to get complacent with any of that piece. But here the Bills are on the brink of potentially capturing the AFC East championship. And as a fan, you know, again, you're on social media, you see different things, you know some people kind of react to things differently, right? The the highs are maybe a little bit too high, the lows are a little bit too low, but you try to find that balance in between. And when you talk about that balance in between, it just comes to the piece of the Buffalo Bills being a good football team and a fan base team just being comfortable with them being a good football team. There'll be some games you play great and you look like Super Bowl champs. There's going to be some games where, you know, maybe not everything is is working for you. The interesting narrative, you know, with a lot of this, and I see a lot of the chatter of people kind of caring what the national media thinks about the team. And I think it's one of those pieces I've always said, like, I, I don't I don't know why you would put too much stock into that. I mean, sure, the recognition, people saying nice things. Even on Sunday Night Football, you know, you go through everybody but Rodney Harrison picking the Bills to win the game. You see that kind of recognition and you feel okay about it. You know, it's nice to see your team recognized. But honestly, anybody else, whatever they have to say, I mean, you could be a talking head on some sports show and you're just trying to rile people up or kind of get people going. I mean, that's fine. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. The more you tweet at them or retweet or post their videos or comment on things, it just kind of gives them the notoriety to keep doing that. You know, when people talk about the team and you look for those individuals that are just going to, you know, kind of be open with you. I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, just the great beat reporters that cover the team and just do a great job of just, you know, not getting caught up in any sort of a fandom, but just really reporting on what the team is doing. Joe Biscaglia, Matthew Fairburn. Uh, you know, Matt Perino, Ryan Talbot, Sal Capaccio, Sal Mayorana, you know, for, for all of them, right, when you you take a look at it, and of course I'm missing so many, the entire crew at the Buffalo News, and Matt Bovey, Mike Catalana. I mean, listen, the list goes on and on. What I'm trying to say is, though, it's like whether the national media, like, is all over your team or not, listen, man, they, they've got a job to do. They're looking to build up some conversation care what the national media thinks about the Bills one way or another. Just every time they get in those spotlight primetime games or nationally televised games, you know, just be proud that the Bills come correct and they take care of business on the field because that's the thing that's truly the most important. Also important, if you have a chance, though, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great podcasts here at buffalorumblings.com. Um, I always appreciate the feedback from you guys. I mean, doing this show each week, it's just great to be able to interact and kind of connect and just, you know, share some thoughts. It's such a different season, man. Like you think about it, just not just because it's 2020 and no fans in the stands, but just, you know, a lot more people online, a lot more people sharing their thoughts and we're having some fun watching the team. And I appreciate all of you guys that tune in with us each week um, because it's a heck of a lot of fun to be able to do this with each of you 
and talk Buffalo Bills football. So again, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you hitting that subscribe. Um, more great shows coming up this week, right? Leading you up to kickoff. Um, Jamie D and Big Nuke got a new show out. The Bruce exclusive on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the Mafia Mavens will be coming back. Of course, the Buff Hub. We've got Believe. And make sure that you uh, always tune in for Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, the Code of Conduct, and tune into the postgame show with Circling the Wagons. So, guys, thank you for everything. I will be back with you next week. And uh, as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.